Welcome to another edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. And today's show, we'll be recapping all the games that took place in the NFL on Sunday. Not to mention Monday night's game in the black and blue division between the Bears and the Vikings. So stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. That show is coming up next with your conductor, Anthony Smith. Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your conductor, Anthony Smith here. And have we got news for you first thing I want to say is who saw the catch who saw the catch DeAndre Hopkins and I liked his analogy on it it was like posterizing somebody in basketball like a slam dunk that was one Heck of a play. I don't care how you draw it up, how you try to. That will be one of the top 10 plays of probably all times. And they're calling it the Hail Murray. So I'm pretty sure there will be a patented on that in due time. So guess what happened in the NFL yesterday? Well, We are going to find out because we're going to bring you up to speed. It was week 10. Right now, though, as we speak, 44 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And Chicago has the ball right now at the 20. The Vikings are leading 19 to 13. Yesterday's games, though, Colts at the Titans. And what in the world is going on with the Titans? Maybe it's that everybody has figured them out now that they are a one-dimensional team. But the Titans go down to defeat against the Colts. Philip Rivers by a score of 34 to 17. And it's amazing because at the half, the Titans were up 17 to 13. But come second half, the Colts turned it on, shutting out the Titans in the second half while putting up 21 points of their own. Top performers in that game, Phillip Rivers, Indianapolis, 29-39 for 308 yards, one TD. Derrick Henry, though, top rusher. Not surprising. 19 carries, 103 yards. Top receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., Indianapolis, 
seven receptions, 101 yards. How about Texans and the Browns? The Texans and the Browns. Not the most of high-scoring affairs. If you were one that liked defense, well, you're going to enjoy this. Chubb, the running back, they pitch it to Chubb. Chubb running on the left side, cuts the corner, turns the corner, drives up the field, and here he comes! 50, 40, he'll be arriving in the end zone! Right! Oh, he stepped out of bounds at the one! Smart move! He stepped out of bounds at the one-yard line with 56 seconds left! So as to just allow the Browns to run the rest of the game clock out. But if he had gone in, they'd have been up by 10 with 56 seconds. But this way, they're not even going to give them the ball. They're going to be first and goal at the one-yard line. That is still one I can't figure out. I am at a total loss for words with that one. I guess I'm from the mindset keep your foot on the gas pedal. As you heard him say, they score, they go up 10 points. There's not too many teams that's going to make up 10 points in under a minute, especially a 2-7 and seven Houston Texans team. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know if that was by design or if he decided at the last minute or if that was... I, as you can see, I am... I am discombobulated. Discombobulated with that one. I can just hear Coach Herm Edwards saying, you play to win the game. The object of the game is to score more than your opponents. Yes, they were up 10-7. to Why not score a touchdown? Kick the field goal and be up 10 points. Anyway, the top performers in that game. Deshaun Watson of Houston, 20 of 30 for 163 yards, one TD. Top rusher, Nick Chubb, Cleveland, 19 carries, 126 yards, one TD. Top receiver, Rashard Higgins of Cleveland, three receptions, 40 yards. In a game that was a little bit more entertaining, two teams that's not going anywhere, but they provided some good highlights. The Washington football team and the Detroit Lions. At least they scored more points than 
to Houston, Texas. Hope you enjoyed the music. Anyway, I love it when they pull up highlights and they give you a music bed. Let's just say this game is more entertaining than Texans and the Browns as the Lions win the game on the last second field goal 30 to 27 over the Washington nameless football team. So top performers in that game. Alex Smith, his arm gonna fall off. 38 of 55 for 390 yards. Top rusher. DeAndre Swift, Detroit, 16 carries, 81 yards. Top receiver, Marvin Jones Jr., Detroit, 8 receptions, 96 yards. So with the win, the Lions improved to 4-5. and five. Maybe they're trying to get them a playoff berth. Maybe they're not just dead yet. Which leads us to the next game, which was Packers and the Jaguars. The one and eight Jaguars against the seven and two Packers. And if the Packers thought they were just going to show up and waltz all over them, well, the Jaguars. Bacon, a throw downfield, one on one coverage, caught at the 30 yard line by Valdez Scandling to the 15 yard line, running away from the Jaguars defense at the five and into the end zone for a touchdown. 78 yard touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers to Marquez Valdez Scantling has put the Packers in front. And that was one of the highlights from that game. Also, here's a cleaning tip from let it be known that the referee got knocked down in the midst of that play. Anyway, try Mr. Clean. That poor ref just feel sorry for him. I mean, he's like he just got 
mauled in the midst of that play. Here's another highlight. It is a play fake. Rodgers looking, looking left, throwing end zone, leaping and catching it to Devontae Adams. Touchdown Adams back on the field and in the scorebook as the Packers take the lead back. But the game was a little bit too close for comfort if you were as a Packers fan as they come away from that game with a 24-20 victory. Top performers, Aaron Rodgers of Green Bay, 24-34, 325 yards, two TDs. Top rusher, James Robinson from Jacksonville, 23 carries, 109 yards. Top receiver, Marquez Valdez, Green Bay, four receptions, 149 yards, and one TD. In a game, pitting two teams from the NFC least, you had the Eagles who have forgotten how to fly against the New York don't call us little giants. I guess for this week, they're not the little giants as they knocked off the big bad boys from Philly. 27 to 7. If we can pull that back up. There we go. 27 to 17 was the score between the Giants and the Eagles as Daniel Jones led the way with 21 of 28 passing for 200. 44 yards. As we pull up the highlights of this game. Jones gives it inside and up and over and in for the touchdown goes Wayne Gorman. Easily. He flew through the air with the greatest of ease. Jones under center. Jones. Gorman. And he is in again. Look at that movement by the offensive line. Before, he leaped and flew in for it. This time, he just followed the strength of the offensive line. That was just a clinic that that offensive line put on. I mean, they just basically blew Philly's defense off the line like they weren't even there. Top performers in that game, Daniel Jones, New York Giants, 21 of 28 for 244 yards passing. Top rusher, Miles Sanders from Philadelphia, 15 carries, 85 yards. Top receiver, Darius Slayton, New York Giants, five receptions, 93 yards. So, therefore, the next game to highlight Tom Brady led Buccaneers against 
Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers. A game in which the Buccaneers won by a score of 46 to 23. Unfortunately, there was an injury in the game, Teddy Bridgewater, and the coach is hoping that he'll be able to practice in preparation for their game next week. But let's see how that game unfolded. knee pads, back arch, and Brady takes it to him, sprints right, sets, throws back rail of the end zone, caught Evans, did he stay in bounds? Yes, he did, touchdown. Caught it high, kept it high for the score. First down from the two, and Ronald Jones out the gate, it's a foot race, 25-30, 35-40, he's across midfield, to the 30, the 20, the 10, it is a 98-yard touchdown run with the first down at the one. Quarterback sneak and a touchdown. Brady right up in there. Late signal by the official. They wanted to make sure, but it's a score. Up to the line. Takes the direct snap. Takes a handoff. Drop wide open. Right side touchdown. The second touchdown pass dropped from Brady in their careers. And there was that connection that we've come to get used to, Gronk and Brady. Whoever said that Gronk was just going to be a decoy, guess again, because Gronk and Brady have been hooking up here recently. Anyway, top performers, Tom Brady, 28 of 39 for 341 yards and three TDs. Top rusher. Ronald Jones, second, Tampa Bay, 23 carries, 192 yards. And he got a chunk of that on that 98-yard touchdown run. And top receiver, D.J. Moore, Carolina, four receptions, 96 yards, and one TD. AFC West rival game. Or at least I remember they used to be rival games. And even though the location has changed, the nickname and the colors are still the same. Broncos Raiders. Broncos Raiders. When you say Broncos and Raiders, some of the names you think of. Lester Hayes, Jack Tatum. Lyle Alzado, those were the heydays of that rival game. Too bad we still don't have that. Even if you weren't a fan of the teams, it was something about those games that drew you to them. And one thing that you can come to expect when there's Raiders versus Broncos, you can expect some scuffles to take place, which they did, and we'll get to that. 
the first we have these highlights coming up for you right now And those highlights basically featured Josh Jacobs, the kid out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. The kid is making a name for himself. When you say Raiders now, you'll just say Derek Carr, but you also say Josh Jacobs. Oh, by the way, they got a game against Kansas City next week. Ooh, that's payback for Kansas City, though. Kansas City has one loss on their record. Who gave them that loss? The Raiders. Could it be shaping up? Rivalry renewed? Anyway, we said there were some scuffles in this game. Yes, that was a scuffle. Punches were thrown. Typical Raiders Broncos. My thing is, if you are a Denver Bronco and you're surrounded by Raiders, don't throw a punch because there's going to be a gang fight waiting to happen. Anyway, the Raiders basically won that game going away by a final score. 37 to 12. Top performers. Drew Locke, Denver, 23 of 47, 257 yards passing, one TD. Top rushing performance, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Las Vegas, 21 carries, 112 yards, two TDs. Top receiver, Jerry Judy of Denver, four receptions, 68 yards. A game of intrigue, even though their records are opposite of each other. Chargers versus Dolphins. Justin Herbert is just going to get better. Of course, his numbers were not gaudy, but he was still the top passer in the game. With 20 of 32 for 187 yards, two TDs. Most importantly, no interceptions. Top rusher, Salvan Ahmad of Miami, 21 carries, 85 yards, one TD. Top receiver, Jakeem Grant four of Miami, four receptions, 43 yards, one TD. And this game right here, this game, 
what can we say about this game? Cardinals, Bills, Cardinals, Bills. Entertaining is a mild statement. If one thing can be said, I bet you the Texans are missing. DeAndre Hopkins. I could tell you someone who didn't miss DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. If there is one thing I can say, before the hell Murray, that's what they're calling it. The way Kyler Murray scrambled, Fran Tarkington would be very happy to see that. And Fran Tarkington is probably smiling ear to ear. I mean, he put on a Fran Tarkington-esque scramble. Then unleashed a bomb. And when you look at how the ball reached DeAndre Hopkins' hand, he was surrounded by three defenders. Three, not one, not two, but three defenders. It just looked like he either had stick them on his gloves or there was a magnet in his gloves because the ball looked like it just went straight to his gloved hands as if his gloves had a target and the ball was going to find his gloves regardless of who was around him. And the ball just like it just stuck to his hand. Kind of like Fred Bolitnikoff or who else was that? Cliff Branch back in the days of Stickham. Anyway, the top performers in that game, Josh Allen, Buffalo, 32-49 for 284 yards passing, two TDs. Kenyon Drake, Arizona, rushing, 16 carries, 100 yards. Of course, top receiver, and with the game-winning touchdown, only touchdown here, and it was a game winner. Seven receptions, 127 yards, and one TD. Still not through yet, but i tell you what I'm going to do so I don't run out of time in this first segment. What I'm going to do right here is I'm going to take a break and slip it in a word from my sponsor. When I come back, I will 
finish the scores along with the highlights. So stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. This is your conductor, Anthony Smith. Be right back after this message. Welcome back. And I do have an update for you before I complete these scores. In the Monday night game tonight, the Vikings come out on top, 19-13. I know there are still some disgruntled Vikings fans. They are just not giving Kirk Cousins no love whatsoever. But let's see how some of this action turned out. I mean, there were some moments where you thought maybe Chicago might have had a chance to win the game. Then there was moments you thought Minnesota was trying to give the game away. Yes, Kirk Cousins threw a pick. But I don't think that pick was his fault. But I can hear Minnesota fans, oh, not again. Second down and 10. Foles has an excellent pocket to work with. It is tipped, juggled, and intercepted. Harrison Smith off of Anthony Miller's hands. And we're trading turnovers early on here in Chicago. Wait, just cannot have Colquitt back to punt. Dwayne Harris running up, and he muffs it. And Minnesota jumps on it. And it's Josh Metellus able to recover for Minnesota and maybe the break the Vikings need. Dwayne Harris was brought to Chicago to field punts. They were tired of punts hitting the ground. Everybody up along the line of scrimmage. Pressure. Foles. Lofts one. And just beyond the outstretched hands of Anthony Miller, it was there. And Chicago will turn it over on downs. And Ryan Nall in the backfield for Nick Foles. A lot of congestion in the pocket there. Foles just trying to get rid of it. And nearly threw it right to the Vikings. You see Foles down on his back. I mean, he's standing in there trying to find somebody down the field. You can't see anywhere. And as he tries to get rid of this ball, he's in an awkward position. And then he's thrown down. These are live pictures. Nick Foles about to be carted off the field. Incredible outpouring of support. All the Vikings came over. He's so beloved in the league. He's been in so many different places. And that is something that you hate to see. But Nick Foles threw some passes that were definitely off target, such as the interception. And then he had a guy streaking toward the end zone. Threw it just out of his reach. That could have been a game changer. That probably could have been a game winner. But anyway, Minnesota wins the game, 1913. Kirk Cousins, lead passer, 
25 or 36 for 292 yards, a TD. He also threw a pick. Top rusher, Minnesota, Dalvin Cook, 30 carries, 96 yards. Top receiver, Justin Jefferson, Minnesota, eight receptions, 135 yards. So that was your Monday night game right there. Now let's get you back. How about Rams, Seahawks? What happened to the Seahawks? They started out so hot. Guns blazing. Flapping their wings. I guess the Seahawk has wings. I don't know. Matter of fact, what is a Seahawk? I'll find that out later. Anyway, I guess the Seahawk is some type of hawk that hangs around by the sea. Go figure. Anyway, Rams wins that game. And let's see how this game actually unfolded. I hope this is one of those moments where they're actually doing highlights and not a music bed. I'm I'm from the old school that says to everything there is a season. And right now it's not a season for music bed. It is a season for highlights. But we're going to see how things unfolded between Seahawks and the Rams. Four-man rush. Russell takes the shotgun snap. Steps up in the pocket. Now he's going to throw for the end zone. It's going to be intercepted in the end zone. Intended for Will Disley. And Williams comes over to make the interception. An ill-advised pass by Russ. I think had he he run the ball, he'd had room for the first down. I just don't think he saw Williams as he saw Disley in the back corner of the end zone. And it's picked off. Of more import right here. Oh, the ball is on the ground. And Russell dives on it. No, he doesn't. The Rams get it. On a low snap, the ball getting back to Russell. And the Seahawks again squander another opportunity in Rams territory. A second turnover of the game on the fumble. A little bit low from Fuller. Russell takes a shotgun snap. Looks far side. Throws balls intercepted. I don't know if it stayed off the ground, but it was picked off. Coming up the far side is Darius Williams. Tyler Lockett is there to make the catch. I think the ball was intended perhaps for Greg Olson on the far side. The one thing that I wanted to see, and we'll see the replay, is if he controlled the ball when he hit the ground, Williams, after he made the interception. Yeah, that might be their only hope there. If not, that's his second interception today, fourth on the year. I believe he did. I believe he held on. And there you have it, the Seahawks. What happened to Russell Wilson? That, by far, has had to have been one of his worst performances to date. Anyway, the Rams win that game 23-16. Top performers, Jared Goff, Los Angeles Rams, 27-37 for 302 yards. Top rusher, Russell Wilson. I guess this is consolation prize. Seattle, 8 carries, 60 yards. Top receiver, L.A. Rams, Josh Reynolds, eight receptions, 94 yards. 
which moves us to the next game. And basically, thank you for showing up as the Saints beat the round, beat the 49ers by a score of 27 to 13. Top performers in that game. Nick Mullins, San Francisco, 24 of 38 for 247 yards, one TD. Top rusher, Latavius Murray, New Orleans, nine carries, 57 yards. Top receiver for New Orleans, seven receptions, 83 yards, one TD. However, Drew Brees went out with an injury. It's believed to be his ribs. Sean Payton is not divulging those uh, injuries, though. As far as who's going to be starting the quarterback next week, he said that will be determined later this week. How about Bengals and the Steelers? The old against the new. Would it be a competitive game or would it be a one-sided game? Can't anybody stop the Steelers yet? That remains to be seen. Will the Bengals be able to put up a fight? Who knows? There's a lot of upside to Joe Burrow. Will it be enough against the Steelers? Well, we're about to find out. Thick and Rich Hines catch it for the goal line. Pass is caught. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson on the post pattern, and the defender had no chance to take it away from him. Tony Brown just looked and said, I'll tip my hat to number 18. A 13 yard touchdown bend to Deontay. Tony Brown not never reacted to that ball because that was so quick. Then gets the snap. Five man rush. He steps up in the pocket, throws it under duress. Touchdown! That is Juju Smith Schuster right to left across the back of the end zone. His fifth of the year. He ties Claypool in that department, and the Steelers march it 78 yards. You know, this is, you can't coach this. Second and 10 at the 11. Pumps once, fires over the middle. Chase Claypool with a leaping grab in traffic for the Steelers' 11-yard touchdown. Vaughn Bell scratching his head in the end zone said, how did Ben do it and how did Juju do it? How about that? Ah. Mapletron over the middle gets inside position and Chase. Ben fires it in there. What a small window Chase he got that into. Chase Claypool at the five. Blitz. Quick pop over the middle. Chase Claypool bucks his way into the end zone for his second touchdown of the game. Ben's fourth, a five-yarder. And as you could tell by the highlights, it was a one-sided affair as the Pittsburgh Steelers manhandle Cincinnati Bengals 36-10. As Ben Roethlisberger put on a clinic, 27-46 for 333 yards, four TDs. Top rusher, though, from Cincinnati, Samaj P. Ryan, seven carries, 48 yards. Top receiver, Deontay Johnson, Pittsburgh, six receptions, 116 yards, and one TD. And in the Sunday night game, it was the Patriots and the Ravens. 
then the victor in that game, in a rain-drenched game, the Patriots come out on top, 23-17. Top performers, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, 24-34 for 249 yards, two TDs. Top rushers, Damian Harris, New England, 22 carries, 121 yards. Top receiver, Willie Sneed, Baltimore, five receptions, 64 yards, and two TDs. Also, guess what? This week, the Dallas Cowboys didn't lose a game. There's a reason for that. Dallas didn't play a game. As Atlanta, Dallas, Kansas City, and the New York Jets were all on a bye. This has been your NFL recap for week 10. I thank you for tuning in. Check back in for my next episode. I'm getting close to 100 episodes. I believe this is my 85th episode. And I'm thinking for my 100th episode, I'm going to have some interviews lined up. That looks to be probably one of my biggest shows and longest shows because I am looking at, like I said, getting some interviews lined up, talking to some key people or some people that have had some influence on me as far as what I'm doing. Keep in mind, I have worked in radio before as a board op, but I've also had the opportunity to sit in a live radio studio and actually come across the airwaves. So in some aspects, I have to say thank you to Greg Steckline, Steckline Communications, KGSO. Uh, some people like, I may as well say these names, Doug Downs, because he's the sports director. Also, Scott Styles, who's no longer there. But he's been an influence on me because I've even sat in the studio with him and watched him do his thing. Uh, even going back to the days when I worked there before, people like Chris Allison, who would let me come in and watch him do his show in the mornings. Every now and then, he would let, even let me open up the mic. There's a guy who hired me the first time around by the name of Joel Navarro. I will never forget him. He was the first one that ever let me open up a mic me being a board operator, I would have the opportunity, like if there was a rainstorm, he was doing a live baseball game, he would let me make the announcement. Due to the rain delay, the Wichita Wranglers, I think it was at the time, we will now get you back to regular broadcast of the NBA championship game, and the score is now this. So I will never forget Joe Navarro. <laughs> he, was, he was one of a kind. Matter of fact, we were supposed to get together one time and like put some music beds in there because we always had this ongoing debate. Like when people listen to sports talk radio, they don't listen to the music. But you'd be surprised. Like I'll be listening to like sometimes Clay Travis or and I could tell when Danny G is at on the wheels of steel, as they still call it, because he just has that flavor. It's like you hear that music, and you know it's not going to be the full song, but you can just kind of bob in your head. So me and Joe Navarro used to always have that long debate. 
So I'm going to reach out to some people because for my 100th episode, I want it to be an epic podcast show. One that will basically tip the needle. Uh, maybe reach out to Coach Mark Potter. I haven't had him on, but I plan on reaching out to him. Uh, Scott Styles is definitely coming on. That's a no-brainer. He's going to be one of the ones on my 100th episode. If I don't get him between now and then, he's going to be on my 100th episode show. So I'm going to let him know that right now. And I'm still holding his ball to Captain Morgan because I lost the bet. Okay. But yeah, those of you who have listened to my podcast, I want to say right now, I appreciate y'all for listening. Because as y'all listening, I only have one active sponsor. The more y'all listen, the more that sponsor pays. And I also want to say, since this is listener-supported, there is a link you can go to if you want to support this podcast so I can keep getting you guys some great content. Uh, you can support on a monthly basis from starting out at $0.99 cents a month to $4.99 a month or to $9.99 a month. Whatever you do, I would greatly appreciate your support especially if you are a small business or even if you are a black-owned business. But I definitely want to reach out to the local small businesses because if you support, trust me, I have a spot on here for you. But until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. I plan on doing this again tomorrow because there is a lot of NBA talk. One of the things I know I definitely want to talk about, James Harden leaving Houston, wants out of Houston. He wants to either go to Brooklyn or Philadelphia. To me, I say, uh uh-uh. Not a good fit. Think about it. Let me just give you a little tease. In Brooklyn, you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. We already know Kyrie Irving is a loose cannon. We don't know which way his wires are wound. You go to Philadelphia, you already have two alpha dogs. You have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. How's that going to work with James Harden? Hopefully there are some other options because to me, those two, not a good fit. But hey, that's for tomorrow. Anyway, until next time, take care of yourself and each other. And always remember, grab your ticket, get on board because this train will be picking up passengers. So once again, take care of yourself and each other. This is your conductor of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, Anthony Smith, saying, see ya.